Okay, Vov. We're just in the middle of the sugi over here. We had said the sheet of Shimon. The sheet of Rav Shimon was that when it is the chefetz is mashbiach, it's the ganif, so the ganif doesn't get to keep the whole chefetz, but he does get payment. He does get a shlish or a via paid as a as a sharecropper, as someone who works for somebody else, and he normally gets a chelik from the profits. So the gazan gets a chelik from the profits. The Gemara had asked on the bottom of Tzadikim and Beis. Does that mean he gets a, actually a chelik from the chefetz, or does he just get cash? The more brought a riot from three other cases in Shas. We have a similar situation where someone's taking something that's not really theirs, but they're getting it because it's shvach on top of something else. In that case, when they pay back, we said they get to pay back cash. They don't have to pay back a chelik from the chefetz. One of the derech agav in that list of things was a balchoyv de loikech, which is a question of that when a loikech comes, uh, when a Balchayv goes to collect from Lokech, so Balchayv lent, ba- lent money to Ruvain. Ruvain had sold the field already to somebody else, to Shimon. The Balchayv comes to Shimon and collects the field. So if the field was Mashpiach, so now it's worth more. So the Bryce had said that when the Balchayv comes and takes the field away from Shimon, he has to pay him for that Shvach. He takes the Shvach, but he gets to pay him cash for the Shvach. And the Gemara was debating then, who says he has the right to take it at all? So let's start from that again. So the Gemara says, uh, five lines on the bottom, six lines. That he takes the shvach, but he pays for it. The balchayv gets the shvach. The balchayv gets the shvach legamri. He doesn't have to pay for it at all. You're debating whether he pays cash or not. Shmuel said in a mimer, the balchayv gets to take the shvach. He doesn't have to pay for it at all. It depends if the shvach was fully grown, meaning the fruits or the crops, whatever it is, was fully grown on the field. If it was fully, if it was only partially grown, then he could take it. If it's not fully, if it's fully part, if it's fully grown, then it's considered keilu. It's already separate from the field. Not enough that it's separate from the field that he can't take it. He could still take it, but then he has to reimburse. The Lorkeach for those crops that he's taking now. So if it's smaller crops, he could take it like Gamri. It's considered part of the field. It's Mashpiach. It's his. He could take it. If it's larger crops, it's already Ke'ilu, reached the stage where it's already going to be harvested, even though it wasn't harvested yet, then he could take it, but he has to reimburse. And we said he reimburses cash. We know it's not true. Shmuel collect that, that pshat that you're saying, Shmuel's not true because Shmuel let him take and not reimburse at all for crops that were that were already fully grown. So he says, okay, that, I must have gotten that wrong. The question is, how much money was the Balchov owed? Is the Balchov taking the Shvach as part of his payment for the loan, repayment of the loan? Then he can take whatever he wants. Of course, the Shvach is considered part of the field and he can take it in no problem. But if the Shvach is actually more than the amount of the loan, so he was owed 100 shekel, and the field itself is worth 100, the Shvach makes it worth up 120, so then he could take the Shvach, but he has to reimburse the extra 20 shekel that's not Magila. Amalais, he says, this is where we got up to yesterday. Amalais, wait a second, this is a, an interesting point you're bringing up. So we have a debate in Shas, which is when a Balchayv comes to the Lokech. So the Balchayv comes to Shimon, who had bought the field from Ruven, and says to Shimon, I'm sorry you bought the field from Ruven, but that field was already Meshubah to me. Ruven doesn't have the money, you have to give me the field. What if Shimon now has cash? Can Shimon pay off the Balchay of the loan and keep his field? Or does Shimon have no, no thing to talk about here? Shimon has to give up the field. The Balchay obviously wants the field. He always prefer to have a field than to have cash. Balchay says, give me the field. Can Shimon say, no, I'm giving you cash? Instead, 
I'll deal with Reuven later, whatever, but I prefer to give you cash and keep my field. So says the Gemara, that's the Machlaikas. So Nechman, the Amari Yisle, Zuzu, Lokech, Loi Matzim, If you hold that, Shimon, the Lokech over here, cannot pay off the Balchoiv, then Shapir. Then it makes sense. Balchoiv comes and takes away the field. And now we can just debate, do you get paid for the Shvach or not? We said he gets paid for the Shvach in cash. Fine. But if you hold, in this case, when the Balchayv comes to collect the field from Shimon, Shimon can actually pay him cash and keep the field, and Shimon as Lokech can keep the field. So so why can't Shimon say, If I had cash, enough cash, I would have kept you from taking away the field at all, and I would have kept the field. Hashta, now that you're taking away this extra shvach that you're supposed to pay me cash for, at least leave me a small piece of field, the value of the money that you owe me. So since if I had cash, I could buy the field from you, meaning I could give you cash instead of the field. So this extra shvach, which we're saying now that the Balchayv can pay him in cash, why can't he say, look, Anytime, if I had cash, I, would, I could force you to leave me the field. So now that you owe me money, you owe me the sheer shvach, this 20 shekel, whatever it is in our example, I want a piece of field for it. I don't want cash for it. Just like I could buy the whole field off of you, I could buy a piece of the field off of you, and I want even a small piece of field. I'm going to let you right, he could. Over here we're talking about where the field, there's two kinds of, of shibud. There's a shibud where Ruvain, who borrows the money from the Valchayv, says, anything I have is more shibud to you, and he comes to collect, he has no money, he goes to Shimon. That's a regular case of shibud. Then there's a case of apoitiki, which we know stands for apoteheikoi, that it's a shibud specifically on this one field, and it says specifically on this one field, in that case, there's no debate that if Ruvain sells the field to Shimon, when the Balchayv comes to collect it from Shimon, Shimon cannot pay him off at all. In that case, the field is totally considered almost like the Balchayv's to begin with, and therefore Shimon, and according to all sheetas, cannot pay him off. And in that case, the, the field goes to the Balchayv. If the field goes to Balchayv, and he has to reimburse him for the Shvach, he does have to reimburse him in that case, but he only has to reimburse him for the cash value of the Shvach, not any piece of the field. The field is totally going to be considered part of the Balchayv. So if you steal something and you improve it, okay, in any of the cases we add of improvement, and then you sell it to a third party. Or or if he improves it and then the gazan dies and it goes over to his yarshim. So just like the gazan got it, so then he can sell it and he can give it to his yarshim. That's fine. What is the Kiddush of Rava? So Rashi explains that there's actually, if you think back through the sugya over the last few days, there's three reasons why we discussed why this might be true that the gazan keeps the chayfets. The most basic reason was, of course, shinikayne. When you change the chayfets, it becomes some level of ownership to the gazan. He doesn't have to return the part that changed. He only has to pay back cash. If that's the case, there's no question. Rav Zalachli is no kiddush whatsoever. Obviously, if the gazan changed it, now owns it. Once he owns it, he can be married to his children. Once he owns it, he could sell it. It's his. That would not be a chiddush. 
Rather, the Chiddush is, we had two other reasons why this might be the case, that the Gazna gets to keep it. We had one Svar of Rav Chibar Abba says, B'Shem Rabbi Yechiron, that it's only a Takonis HaShovim. Really, Midiaraisa, he said, at least in the Havimina, really, Midiaraisa, Veshvik Zelash HaGazal, no matter what, you should return the Chaifas. Takonis HaShovim says, we don't, we want you to force you to do that, because then you're not going to want to do Tshuva. So maybe that Takana is only the Gazan can keep it. Who says that Takana also applies that it goes to the children, or do we sell it to? Kamashma on that. And, Rashi says, according to Reb Shimon, who we just mentioned, the Reb Shimon says, really, the Gazan's supposed to give it back, but the Gazan gets paid a percentage for the work that he did, who says that that percentage is something that we would give to the Urshim, or give to somebody else if he sells off that thing? Maybe not. Kamashman, both those Takanas apply even to the second party involved in this situation. That's how Rashi explains it. And therefore, by Rava now, what if the Gazan steals it and it's intact? And he should have to give back the animal total the way it is. He then sells it to a third party, and the third party is mashpiachit. Do we make that same takon as Hashavim in that case? So somehow, basadi boy, the pashti after Esther Shadi answered it. It's the general we have in Shas. When you sell something to somebody else, he steps into your shoes. Whatever schus you have, he had. And if it's just like the Gazan, if he changed it. He'd be able to keep it. So the Meicher, the Lakech, if he changed it, he also gets to keep it because the Gazan sold him that schuf. Now it gets interesting though. By Rava, What if a goy is mashpiachet? Do we make a takana for a goy? Now again, on the side that Shinu is kaina, then it's a dindarai, so it's nothing to do. It applies to everybody in all situations. But on the side that it's a takana, that's when you have the shayla. So Mao, so what's the case? What do you mean? If a, if a guy steals something, we're going to do takanas hashavim for a guy. That if he changes it, he's not going to want to do tshuva. We don't do takanas hashavim for a guy. And we're not even according to Shimon that we have to pay him a, a third or a quarter. We're not going to do that for a guy if it's only a dinder abanan. We're not going to takana for a guy. So no, no, no. What if the guy stole it and now sold it to a Jew and now a Jew has it? Still, the takanas hashavim, or the takana to pay him back for the work he did, is to the person who stole it. If the person who stole it over here is a guy, we're not going to make a takana for him. If we're not making a takana for him, then anybody he sold it to obviously does not have any takana protecting him. So that can't be your shayla. Yisrael stole it, and therefore there is a takana. And now a guy improved it. Okay, now that we said we would not have a takana because he, Lamaisa, the takana sashavan that goes over to the guy would be a takana for a guy, we wouldn't help him. But the hadar of a chavan is of the Yisrael. Now this guy sells it to a different Yisrael, third party. So it was stolen by Yisrael, sold to a guy, and then the guy went and sold it to a, a different Yisrael. So it started by Yisrael, ends by Yisrael. My, so now I have a shiloh. It started by a yid, ended by a yid. So therefore, Chazal would have made a takana. Or since the guy touched it in the middle, once the guy touches it, our takana sashavim goes off. All the takana of Shlisha Revere goes off. And therefore, when the, third, the last Yisrael gets it in his hands, it's too late. And where it says on that, take it, it's not clear. Amar of Papa, Haiman de Gozel Dikla Michaver. Okay, moving on to other halachas of Shinu. If someone steals a tree from his friend, Lucharetz, either he stole the tree that was, uh, that was in his land, so Reuben planted a tree in Shimon's land, 
and now Shimon is taking the tree. We have a problem over here in the sugya because you cannot steal something attached to the ground, right? You cannot steal karka. So we have to figure out some sort of case. Other than we're talking about a case where he uprooted the entire tree. So he didn't actually do a shinui. Then the katle. Then he cut the tree up. Okay? So he stole the tree, even though it's not considered land, and now he cut it up. So is the cutting up considered a shinui? We talked about shinui kaina. Is this a shinui? So a big shinui that you make, then we've discussed, right? If the animal changes or if it gets pregnant or whatever it is, even though it's still called an animal, but a pregnant animal, that's a significant enough shinui that it's considered a shinui no matter what. Over here by the tree, the Gemara is assuming cutting up a tree is not a significant shinui unless it also comes with a shinui Hashem. Unless the name of the object is now referred to differently. So the Gemara is like this. So if you cut a katle, even though you moved it from your field, from the airfield to your field, that's not a Kenyan. My time. It was called a decal tree. It's called a decal tree. It's just called a dead decal tree or a chopped up decal tree. But it's still just a decal. Okay. What about dekla of a guvi? What if it's a decal tree, but now you don't just cut it up uh, you make it into like, you know, logs or something big like that, like more processed. Still like honey. Hashtamiya guvi de deklamekri. It's still just called a deca log. Okay? I, th- I borrowed the words. I looked in the article how they translate this. That's how he says it. So he says a deca log. What about guvi vavdinu kshuri? But if you take the log, which is totally raw, it, you know, took the bark off, whatever, but still called a deca log, and now you make it into some sort of board. So now it's already processed. That's already changed its name. The difference when you go from a, right, when you buy a piece of wood, normally nowadays, where you buy a piece of wood, you don't care if it's a decal piece of wood or it's an oak wood, or maybe sometimes you do, but generally speaking, you don't. And therefore, now it's already considered a board that's already considered a shinu Hashem, with the shinu is enough to make a kinyan. Kani. Kshuri rabbi avdenu kshuri zutri, long kani. But once it's a board, now you cut it up into smaller boards, that doesn't matter. Big board, small board, just all board, it makes no difference. Again, I'm using the English terms. Avdenu kitsusayu kani. But if you make it into, let's say, a beam, a two by four, small sticks like that, that's already not a board. And therefore, that also would be considered enough of a change with the Shini Hashem that there would be considered a Kenyan. And once you make a Kenyan on it, then of course you have to pay back cash, but you don't have to give back the original object. Amaravo. I'm sorry? Again, it depends on the nature of... That's why I was hesitant to use English terminology, because the way we refer to it in English is not necessarily the way they refer to it in Aramaic. In every language, I guess, you'd have to understand whether the Shini Hashem applied or not. So now, with a lulav, the date palm branch, has many functions. Okay, It's a lulav, you can use it as a fan. It's a lulav, you can use it on sukkahs. Okay, but you can also rip off the leaves, and they used to make it into things. You can use the leaves for different things. You can make a bro- they made a broom out of it. They can make a basket out of it. They can make a rope out of it. So this also has multiple functions. What's considered a shinu? If you rip off the leaves, separate the leaves, that's already something else. Even though you stole it, now it's a shinu. The mekar mikri was called luva Now it's called just leaves. So, Connie, if you take it and you make it into a broom, so you take all the leaves and you reattach it, but you tie it on, makes it like a broom, like much like a broom we have nowadays, that's also a Connie. First it was a bunch of leaves, and now you made it into a broom. 
Sharshushura, if Sharshura, if you take a broom and you take the leaves apart and you can make it into some sort of rope, I guess they twine the rope, twine the leaves up, making some sort of rope. Loikani, my time, the other This is already considered a it's a shinui that you could change back easily. So even though you made it into a rope, it's just twined together lightly. You could easily untwine it, and if you untwine it, then it's going to come back to having the function of a broom, and therefore that would not be a shinui, that's a shinui By What if you have this lulav, now it's not clear that you want to use it on sukkahs, or if you just want it for some other purpose, but what happens if the tiamis? Now the way we normally refer to the tiamis is that middle part of the of the lulav that goes all the way to the top. At the top, it becomes like two little leaves together, stuck together. We're always checking on sukkahs beforehand to make sure it didn't separate. Whatever. If you look at this, it's a bottom tesis here. It's also the gemara, of course, in sukkahs discussing exactly which part is the tiamis and which part are we looking for. But we'll go to pashat assumption. It's that middle leaf. So if it gets split, mahu. Is that enough to make it that this is enough of a shinui that now you're kind of just by doing that, just by separating that top leaf, that is enough? Now, what's the issue? The Gemara says, Tashma, If you have a, a lulav on sukkis and that tiyamis leaf gets cut off, the lulav's puzzle. Why is the lulav puzzle? So the the idea is, the way the Mepharshim and Rashi explains it is, because now it's not considered a lulav anymore. A lulav without the tiamis that holds it all together is not considered a lulav. So then no question, since that passes it on sukkahs, that would also be considered a shinui for making a kinyin. Because you stole a lulav, nothing to do with sukkahs. Even without hilchah sukkahs. Even if this person is not using this particular date palm branch for sukkahs purposes. But Lamaisa, you see that taking away the tiamis changes its halacha legabi sukkahs. It would also change its halacha legabi kinyin. This would be considered kinyin. So that's when it's missing. When it's nil tiamis. So my love, who It doesn't make a difference if it's missing or split. It's not functional. And it would have the same halacha be puzzle for sukkahs. And it would be a kinyin. So my love, It could be that cutting off the tiamis is worse than splitting it, and cutting it off will make it possible to be a proper kinyan, but splitting it, not dafka, because there's nothing actually physically missing from the lulav. Ikadiyami, tashma, damar of Moshe Rishul Malevi, if it's split, nasik Moshe Nitla, it is the same as if it's missing, even though it's not missing physically, but it's not functional anymore because it's already opened up, for puzzle, and it would be puzzle for sukkahs, and therefore shvamina would also be uh, make enough of a shinui kainah on the chayfas. Amar of Papa, Haiman de Gozel Afro Mechavre, if you steal dirt, sand, all the, the ingredients you need to make bricks, the Avde Levinte, and you take it and you make it into a brick, is that considered a Shinui? Loikani. That's not a Kenyan. Why? My time at the Mashful Afro. It's very easy to smash the brick up, I guess, in those days. Nowadays, we necessarily wouldn't say this, but in the bricks day of those days, it was very easy to make it back into gra- gravel or into dirt, and therefore it's not considered a permanent shinui. It's a shinui that is chayser. But let's say the opposite. You steal a brick and you make it into dirt, then you are kani. I know why. Just like you, we just said, you can make a brick into dirt, you can make a dirt into brick, they're both, both, both ways. So why is this way a Kenyan? Maybe you're going to make it back into a brick? That's a new brick. In other words, as Rashi explains, dirt, I don't care the shape of the dirt, the color of the dirt is dirt. So therefore, well, I can make a brick into dirt, but a brick... I care about the shape, I care about the color, I care about the size. If I have a brick and I turn it into dirt, 
Fine. The fact that I can turn that dirt back into a brick is not like I'm turning it back into a brick. I'm just making a new brick. A new brick is ready. That would be a separate Kenyan. So therefore, that's not considered a shinui. That's hodol libriyos. It's not a shinui achayzer. Yamar of Papa. Similar story. Haiman de gazon naska michav. If you steal a, a, a chunk of silver, v'avet zuzeh, and you make it into a coin, so loikani, right? But why? Same idea. My time a hodol avalei naska because it's very easy to take the coin and melt it down and turn it back into just plain raw silver. But zuzeh you have din naska. If you take coins and you make it into silver, then you are going to be kaina. Why? Same idea. My yamet hodol zuzeh because you can make it back into coins. That's a new coin, because I care about the size of the coin, the look of the coin, the shape of the coin, the weight of the coin, and therefore it's not like I'm making it back into a coin, I am actually making a new coin, and that would be different. Similarly, if you have a something dirty, silver or something like that, and you polish it up and you make it clean, because that's it's definitely going to become dirty again. There's no question about it. But but if it's brand new and I make it now dark, then I'm going to be cutting. You can repolish it. Whenever you repolish something, it never gets exactly back right to that point. It's always going to be a little bit dirty. The dirt is permanent. Polish is never going to be permanent. Okay, the Mishnah then finished off. Which was actually the halacha of the whole Mishnah. Again, Shinekaina, Takarasa Shavim, etc. Or of Shimon's halacha, but there was always an idea you pay Kishas Exel. So, but why does it repeat itself at the end of the Mishnah? Why does the Mishnah have to say that statement, Zaklal? Anytime a Mishnah says Zaklal, it's going to include some other case that we had not yet thought about. What if you steal a baby sheep or baby goat, or a baby cow, and it gets older? Okay, so it gets stronger. You didn't do anything. A natural change. Not a change that the Gazan did something. It was just a natural change. It grew older. In this case, it changes its name at some point. We had this more earlier in the Masechta. Whether it's called a Shini Hashem or not, the, the, the two Tanoim are, the two Amorim argued and insulted each other about the Salacha, whether it's considered a Shini or not. Right? We bring more of that the Shar is always called the Shar, etc. But Lamaisa, the Gemara says, or Biloy says, this is considered a Shini. Once it becomes either 12 months old or 24 months old, that's already not considered a Tlet. Now it's an Isle. It's not an eagle, it's a shore. And if it's yours. And if now, after it gets older now, you shecht it, you're not going to be chayef. Rashi says a strange lotion over here that it's only the gabi this halacha. It's mashma from Rashi that he's not talking about the halacha of shinui kona legabe the mesham kshas exela, but it's very very difficult to understand why Rashi says this and what he means because we'll see in the mission in a second that everybody says that a, even a natural occurring shinui makes it that you don't have to pay the newer object, you pay back the original. It's Kishas Exelus. It's not 100% clear what Rashi means. The more God does give this example, or he does say it, but Lechari, you could say, you're just being adding on that you're not going to be chayv any time. This is a more point that the Gemara has not yet made in our sugya. That when you make a shinu, it has two ramifications. A, that you only have to pay back Kishas Exelus. And B, that if you shecht it now, if it's an animal, or you sell it, you're not going to be chayv dalvei. Because it's not the original owners anymore. It's yours now. You made a kinyan on it. It's yours totally, and therefore there will no be din of dollar vehe. That is even by a natural type of change. Who gavered the gazel panda the tur He stole a panda is a zug, a, 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 a group together of a bunch of, of oxen from his friend. Now, so we said, you steal it, you have to return it. 
this Gemara is a little bit out of out of place because this whole Gemara really is again more of the sugya tomorrow. But the Gemara brings it over here, and also karvu karva. So he went over here and he used the animals. Okay, he stole them and then he went to use them in his field to plow the fields. Zara buzara, and then he planted seeds with them. He went to work in the fields. He got caught, so he gives back the animals. Okay, stole the animal, he gave it back, no problem. Does he have to pay the owner for the work that he did with the animal? He worked with the animal, Okay, so also commander of Nachman, the mentor of Nachman. Figure out the shvach, not that happened to the animal, the shvach that you worked on the, on the animal, with the animal to increase the value of your field. You have to pay the owner some of that money. Some difference, some shvach. Amalei Rava, Rava heard this psaqa of Nachman, he said, Turi ashbach, ashbach, what? If the field went up 500 shekel, you have to pay 500 shekel? Yes, the animal contributed to that increasing value of the field, but the quality of the field helped as well, and the fertilizer you put there helped as well. You can't say it's all the, the field, the, all the animal. I'm like, no, no, I didn't mean all of it. I meant whatever you want to say is part of it that, that the animal contributed, the Gazan has to pay. Amalei says, Rav, what are you talking about? Saif, Saif, Gazelu. You stole it. This non The Gemara makes an amazing statement over here, which is when you steal something, the terrorist prescribes how you fix the situation. Terrorist says, when you steal it, you pay it back. Terrorist does not say anything about paying other things that you did with the animal. Just not true. Now, as we'll see in the Gemara tomorrow, if I take something from you, and it, let, I live in your house when you're supposed to rent it out, or if I take your car that you normally rent out, and I, and I, and I use it, then I have to pay you. I have to pay you for that. No, I got. But over here, the terrorist prescribes what the punishment is. And there's two ways to understand it. Either the terrorist said, when you steal something, as we've saw throughout the parak, you're kind it. And when you're kind it, you could use it. Right? I'm quite it. I didn't make a shit. I made a shit. I didn't make a shit. But there is some sort of kinging gazelle over here. That kinging gazelle gives me somewhat level the right to use it. Of course, I have to give you the favorites back. But I don't have to pay you for the usage. That's built into the aloha. It actually comes out an amazing thing that stealing it is better off. If you're, if you're, not, if you're short on cash and you want to take someone's car, you have better off stealing it than borrowing it. Right, or because if otherwise you borrow it and you didn't tell them, you might have to pay him for it. If he's someone who rents out his car, you have to pay him the rent. But if you steal it, all you have to do is give back the car. So long as you didn't damage it, as you give back the car, then you're done, and you don't have to pay him any rent. That's the Rava's halacha. We'll see much more about this tomorrow. So that's what Rava said over here. Why are you charging him for the work that he did on his field? said, "When I didn't, I tell you, when I'm sitting in Bezdin, don't start up with me. Don't question me in front of the Baladin. The Amar Rav Huna said about me, says Rav Nachman, Aloi, Anova Shavar Malka Malka, he was a king in that time in Persia, but it was a, it was a term they used to use for Shmuel. And Rav, Nachman, Rav Huna had said that Rav Nachman and Shmuel are on the same level of, of, uh, of Psak. And they can pass in Allah, and if don't start up with me, Rava. Why? Because you don't understand the facts. Hayinish Gazona Tiku. This guy, this is not the first time he's done this. Okay? He's, he's pulled this trick many times. We steal somebody animal, he works with it in the field, and then, oh, I'm a big tzaddik, I'm going to do tshuva, and I return the animal, and he gets away with using the animal for two or three weeks without paying for it. And therefore, if he does it once or twice, fine, that's the lochi, right? But now that we know he does it consistently, over here we need to knas him. And even though Medar he doesn't have to pay, but Medar he definitely, we knas him and make him pay this. Says the Mishnah. 
got older. Okay, what does it mean older? Hold on, the more we'll explain what it means older. Obviously, every time you steal an animal, if you keep it for five minutes, it's gotten older, right? Everything gets older. So what does it mean older? The more we'll explain. Avadav is skinu, if you steal an evan, the same thing gets older. Misham kishas exel. I guess whatever that older is, it's a shinui, and if it's a shinui, the animal, the animal or the evan now goes down in value, then you have to pay the original value, like we said, kishas exel. According to the version of our Mishnah, says an Evid is like Karka. If an Evid is like Karka, you're not really stealing it. There's no such thing as stealing it. And therefore, you could just say, you could give it back the way it is. If you steal a coin and it gets Nistak, we don't know what Nistak is. We'll see tomorrow what Nistak is. Or Paris, if you steal fruits and they rot. Yayin, if you steal wine and it gets spoiled. Misham, all these cases, again, you have to pay back the original value, what it was at the time you stole. You can't just give back this ruined object. If it's not Nistak, it's nifsal. Again, we have to define those terms in the Gemara tomorrow. Or truma venitmus, truma that becomes tummus. I stole truma from a kind, it's worth something. But now it becomes tummy. You can't eat it. Okay, but it looks exactly the same as it was beforehand. There's no physical change to the object. Chametz will have a pesach. I steal chametz with someone, and now it's after pesach. He's not allowed to eat it. Behemah of an asav de baver. If it's a behemah and had an avera done to it, so as no saver, which would make the animal also to use. Oishen nifsov agamizbech, or an animal became possible agamizbech with a mum, but we would call a mum sheino nicker, like a small little mum that doesn't affect the value of the animal, but does affect its ability to be used as a carbon. Or if the animal now did something, it killed another person or whatever, and therefore the animal was a shara now, all happened by the gazan. But the animal did not physically change in any of these cases. In all these cases, we say, since the animal did not physically change, even though the halacha of it changed, that's what we call a hezek shen and nikah, we'll talk about in the Gemara, and you could just give back the animal the way it is. Fair or not. Again, midin shamayim, you're supposed to pay. We can't be mechayv you in these cases for this type of damage that we can't put our finger on. Amar of Papa, back to the first halach in the Mishnah. Lo yiskina skina mamish. Doesn't mean that mamish got old, that, you know, it's about to die. And afilu kachsha, if it got weaker, if it just, the animal got weaker. What do you mean? The Mishnah said older, they didn't say weaker. It just meant, it has to be a weakness that doesn't go back. And it was a weakness that it's just temporarily weak. It's, you know, it's sick a little bit, and it's got to be better next week. That's not a shinui. But if it's a permanent weakness, and it got hurt on its foot or something like that, going, getting older, which unfortunately never goes back. Okay, once you're older and you're weak, then you're not going to get your strength back because of the weak, of the age. Then that would be a shinui. So a shinui, the loy hadaberia, is considered a shinui. What we just quoted already before. If it grows up, it gets older, but older in a positive way. Like we just quoted. Be careful when you quote things. Don't mix up who said what. Look back in the Gemara. The Gemara said before, and he's quoting it for Shem So the Allah I agree with, just make sure you get right who said it. Says the Gemara, going back into the Mishnah about the idea of an Evid. Is an Evid like Karka and you cannot steal it? Or is an Evid like Metaltun and you could steal it and therefore if you could steal it, then Shini Karni, etc. So says the Gemara, Amar Rav Chanina Baravdimi, Amar Rav Allah Meir. We paskin like Remeir, which would say, like Remeir said, that an Evid is like Karka and you could say, Aresha Cholfanecha. Why is Rav Pasnik like Rav 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 R
We pass like the Why does he pass like a mayor? Amishun, the the brisa ipchatanya. The answer is it's not a question of a mayor or the rabbanon. It's a question of the brisa had the sheetas the other way, and therefore he's passing. As I was going to say at the end, what we say is a mayor. He says the sheetas rabbanon. And therefore, he's telling us, we pass him. What you guys think is your mayor, I'm passing like that, but because I hold that that sheet is Rabbanon. So why is he passing like the Bryce's version of what they say and not the Mishnah's version of what they say? No, Rav, when he saw this Bryce, he changed the gears of the Mishnah to fit that as well. Generally speaking, we assume that Mishnayis are more authoritative than a Brisa. So if our Mishnah says the Shittis or Mayor is an evidence like Karka, then we should go with that. And we should pass like the Abad who said evidence not like Karka. So it says the Gemara, He learned the Mishnah differently. It wasn't that he changed the Mishnah because of the Brisa. He actually had the gears of the Mishnah different. Or Ibayasema. Or it could be really he had the gears in the Mishnah the way we have it. When he saw one Brysa, he said, okay, I'm not going to change the Mishnah because of one Brysa. But then he found a second Brysa, which also had it switched. So two against one, then a Brysa would beat a Mishnah. Then he would go ahead and change the gears in the Mishnah. Where do we see that? We have another Brysa. Right? Classic case. So someone's doing a swapping. A para with a chamor, and you, oh, by a para with a chamor, you can't be kind of with kesef. You have to be kind of with something. Normally, you do mashicha. Well, if you did mashicha over here, you would have no shaila. The shaila is when was the animal born? Was the animal born before the kinyan, and therefore it belongs to the meicher? Was the apple born animal born after the kinyan? In which case, it belongs to the lekech. So Rashi points out if we're talking about a kinyan mashicha over here, there'd be no shaila because you did the mashicha. You could see at the time of the mashicha was the animal pregnant or not. So we're talking about where you did a kinyan chalipin. So one took the chamor. Once he makes the kinyan on chamor, automatically the other one gets the para, but the para is not here. So now we go and find the para. We see it gave birth. Did it give birth before the kinyan or after the kinyan? The chenamarecha shifchaseh. A shifcha you can do a kinyan kesefon. It's like karka. We're assuming. So therefore, yalda zerber b'shusi yalda v'alashay sikbos. So now we have a machlokes here. Do I? Does the meicher keep the vlad, or does the lekach keep the vlad? So Zemir B'shusi Yaldo, the Meicher says it was born before I sold it to you. Valashasak, he's not sure. So what we call Bari Vishema. You know, once a guy says, for sure, time it's mine, the other one says, I'm not sure. So Zachaboy, so Bari Vishema, Bari Adif, no question. If neither one is sure when the animal was born, so that's Maman Amotabasafek, Yachlaik, you split the difference in the, in the cost. Zemr Bishusi, Zemr Bishusi, but if they both have a Tanis Bari, one says it was mine and one says it was mine, so then Yishba Meicher Shabishusi Yolda, then the Meicher gets a chance to make a Shavuah over here and keep his animal. Because normally, if you have a question, who makes the shua? The tzad that is the tzad that's keeping, not the tzad that's paying, they make the shua. Rashi brings a posse. Now, why are you making a shua? Rashi explains it's a case of Mariba Mitzas. Right, I'm selling you the animals. No question the animal is going to you. The question is the vlad, the child of the animal, is that going? So a on one, the other one is a, is a suffix. We have a machlekes over here. So a mikzas. Well, she gets into a whole situation over here. It's not a classic case of maidim mikzas because my member says by halich, when I give you the other half, it's not considered maidim mikzas. That's actually considered two separate diudim. So we have to make up a case where one's missing the hand. And it's a whole complicated case. We don't have to get into it now. How, but the basic halach is it's a maidim mikzas. Now, wait a second. We know the Allah is You don't make a shvua, even a Mariva Mikzah shvua, you don't make when it comes to Karka. And over here you're doing it by a shifcha. 
A shifcha is not, it's hard to debate. Is a shifcha like karka or is a shifcha not like karka? Remeir says over here, nishpoim v'lemeshav and devermeir. Meir says that ever a shifcha is considered mitaltolin, and you can make a shvua. Chamer meir, ain't nishpoim v'lemeshav and devermeir. Chamer says you don't make a shvua on that on karka, and an evet is hekush like karka, and therefore you don't make a, 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 a shvua here on an evet. So we see in this b'risa also, that a meir is on the tzad, that an evet is like mitaltolin, not like the version of a mayor in our Mishnah. So now we have two Bryces which show that a mayor says an Evid is going to be like uh, uh, that an Evid said you can make a Shvu on an Evid is like Metaltun. And therefore Rav went ahead and switched the Mishnah to make that fit as well. Hi, says Very good. So Rav changed the gears to the Mishnah. So I look at mayor, look at So it's not the shot Rav is passed like a mayor. Rab switches the shitas and he's passing to Rabbanon. Of course he passes to Rabbanon. It's just he had a different version of what the Rabbanon said. So why did Rab say, I pass like a mayor? He doesn't pass like a mayor. He passes like the Rabbanon, but just he has a different version of the Rabbanon. That the Rabbanon is the one who said, Evan is Karka. says, According to you guys who have the original gears from the Mishnah, and you want to stick with that? Fine, stick with that. But I'm telling you, according to your version of Pasa Eker Meir, that Evan is like Karka. I hold that that's Shittas Rabbanan. You hold that that's Shittas Shemir. Fine, call it whatever you want. But we're paskining that an Evan is a din like Karka. We'll stop here. We'll pick up here in Mitzvah tomorrow. More on this halach.